0: Guys, I have not done a podcast for some time, and I haven't done one in 2020. And there is no excuse for that. I do apologise for that. So, what I want to talk to you about today is my thoughts on SEO and my predictions for 2020. And I just did a five-minute video up. I put up on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So, be sure to check that out if you watch if you listen to this, like as in the next day or two, so you can see it in our feed where i think seo will head in 2020 as the focus on user experience you've probably heard all that before but where i specifically think is google's obviously advancing so much in machine learning and artificial intelligence they understand more about your behavior than you think and they're only going to understand it better over time when the, I, I definitely believe that in 2020 we are going to see a less emphasis on the traditional factors of SEO such as links, um, and, and, and I think the emphasis on links will still be there by the end of 2020. There's no question; it'll still be very important. But I, I, I definitely do see that user experience will uh, will probably advance, and, and we all know that rank brain is a huge part of the Google algorithm. And Rain brain is Google's artificial intelligence and machine learning process to understand that if content in its search results are not delivering for the user, they will change it up. They will manipulate it themselves. And I think there will be a split between search results where they will they will probably tend to go with their conventional uh, algorithm and there'll be certain search results and queries where they will lean more towards the machine learning aspect of um, what you, what they believe you want more than than uh, than if you were looking at it from the the other side. So, I think that one of the clearest things for every single business to do in twenty twenty is to focus on users, focus on the design. So, not just only spitting out content, content, content is fantastic. People watching your video content and the highest quality content is very important. And how do I define high quality content? Well, I define high quality content as content that either engages, it inspires, it entertains, or it even educates its targeted audience. So if it doesn't uh, hit an emotion, then then you've not delivered. So. How the content is even structured is a big part of of delivering the message, and not even just the fact that you can ju- you just can't simply say produce quality content without some without elaborating on it, what exactly does that even mean. So the, the the area I think where Google is heading is they don't want to be a chef and just delivering out content, and people just keep coming back because at the end of the day they're not solving their biggest problems. And I think that you will find in this this time in this era that we this decade that google understand your users very very well and the opportunity to manipulate the search results is only going to diminish more and more over the next 10 years but this year it's all about figuring out does my website deliver on my target audience expectations for example if you're a jeweler does your website clearly define between someone that is just looking for any piece of jewelry for just a random occasion Valentine's Day perhaps that which is coming up versus someone, versus someone that is looking for an engagement ring to propose or are they already engaged and are looking for a wedding ring There's so many different scenarios so understanding your tar- your targeted audience and generally what they look for on the site can be achieved Uh, through different testing, and and look, every website's gonna be a little bit different. My objective, my takeaway for you today is to get you to start thinking along those lines, not to discuss specifics and what I think you should do because it all depends on what you're doing, your website, your industry, your expertise, your goals and objectives, but I want you to start thinking along those lines. Producing content is fantastic and it's great and you should be doing it. But understanding your target audience and ensuring that your website is delivering on that is going to help you far more than just spitting out content all the time. And I I think when you know exactly what your user wants, figuring out how do I best serve them so they get to that content as soon as possible. So there's no point just producing endless articles and delivering, okay, you you produce long form content, which I definitely recommend, but then what do they do after that? Okay, you, you show them how do I polish a diamond ring, but then where do I go from there? Do you have a related article section? Does your website encourage comments? Does it engage? Does it ask them to, to see something else that's more interesting? Or see something else that's related? Oh, did you see an article about how to polish a diamond ring? Uh, do you wanna check about how to clean a gold ring, which may be different than cleaning a silver ring? And or just keeping them, every piece of content you have, thinking about how to then get them to trust your brand that little bit more. So if they've come from Google, they're increasing dwell time. So they're not just gonna land on your website, read something and even go back, because obviously there's bounce rates as well. And dwell time is specifically the time that a Google user clicks on a search engine list and goes to your website and then, and then comes back to checks again. So yes, that is bounce rate to some extent, but bounce rate can come from a variety of different, it could be a referral link, it could be someone typing in your, your address in the address bar. So dwell time is specifically targeting time that is associated on the website. So, I think one of the biggest aspects and one of the most challenging aspects is this year, learning your target audience. Figuring out what they're searching internally on your website is a big thing. You know, are they, where's the exit points? Where are they dropping off? How long is your blog keeping them engaged? How many pages are they browsing? Uh, Figuring out, okay, someone typed in SEO, or they typed in engagement rings, they've landed on your website now. Okay, what do they do after that? So what does the average SEO visitor do after they land on your website? What, what, where, does the, where, where does the landing page start? And then where do they go? Is it the journey that you want them to take? If not, start thinking of ways of including buttons, graphs, interactions, videos, Whatever the case may be, whatever might be needed, and at least you're thinking along those lines. 2020 is the era where you start thinking about the user, not thinking about an algorithm. Too many companies call me and say, Andrew, you know, this is what the previous SEO has done, and and most of the time it's hardly nothing when you look at it. Um, But no one's explaining to clients do you understand the importance of delivering for the user? Do you understand that if you're a jeweler and you're, and you're creating a really emotional experience, are they falling in love with your brand when they first land on it? Because what I've, what I've learned over the last 10 years is I used to go so much down the increasing traffic, 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 that the new traffic that were so high, but the returning traffic, which may or may not necessarily be a KPI for SEOs, because SEOs don't necessarily measure their success by returning traffic, that's branded or through direct sources or through other sources. But it's something that digital, a whole, an all round digital marketer and I think a responsible SEO should be looking at. Yes, our primary KPI is improving brand awareness, but it's also, it's also wanting those people to come back again and encourage them. You know what, I had a great experience on that website. When you have a great experience at a restaurant, you're likely to go back. And, and, and getting a great experience at a website involves a variety of different things. First of all, getting served what you want is is the first criteria. Customer service, how were you treated? Was everything in front of you right and correct? Could you ask questions and people will get back to you quickly? You know, the food didn't take too long to get served out, which means, you know, they, they, they didn't feel like they couldn't find what they wanted when you think about it along the lines of a website. So getting Each and every user to start thinking about what they're doing from a user perspective. That's the goal of this podcast. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? If you're a business owner, how are you going to learn more about your users? What are they searching for? Use Google Search Console. Finding out what keywords they're landing on your website. Finding out what are your top landing page visits, Finding out what they're actually searching, which would then give you an indication of does those landing pages... Are they delivering for the user? Are they meeting the expectation? Our surveys, emails, you know, you need to find out. Um, but the bigger goal is branding. That, for me, is the most important aspect of user experience and making people fall in love with the brand before they've even dealt with you. So how do you do that? Well, I think you start producing content that gets them interested understanding their needs if i land on your website and i've clicked on and i'm landing on this specific page see it's hard when you're talking about the home page i think when you're talking about the home page it's hard because where do they want to go from there could be completely different that's why you just got to make sure that they they, they can navigate through anything that your company provides relatively easily so the nice top navigation banner Nice buttons to the most more common areas where you you think they would go, and you can get that information from analytics. But if they're landing on the engagement rings page as the first point, what do they want to do from that point onwards? Where do they want to go? Okay, they're looking at engage. They're looking at your engagement rings. Fantastic. Now what? So do they look at your princess cut, white gold, 18 karat? They landed on, they clicked on that page? Did they, did they fill out an inquiry on that page? Can they fill an in, inquiry on the page? Is there live chat available? I think making customers fall in love with your brand and then getting them to engage with you straight away as quick as possible and removing and reducing friction that's involved is paramount. So what do I mean by removing friction? Well, if maybe they want to just send a live chat inquiry. Oh, you don't want them to send a live chat inquiry because you don't always in front, of your, in front of your computer. Well, you need to make sure you've got a plan in place. If you're getting that much live chat requests, then maybe it's worth considering putting someone on if you're getting that many requests. If you're not, at least the option's available there and they can plug into your website and get notified. Are they able to pick up the phone if they want to have that avenue? Is your phone number clearly presented? Contact form. Whatever it is, providing them as many points for them to touch your brand, to get in contact with you, to share something with a friend that they might see on the website that's appropriate and applicable, thinking of ways to allow them to make a connection with your brand and create an emotion. Once they've got an emotion attached to your brand, they're more likely to convert at that point. And not only are they willing to convert, they're turning it into a sale, not just only filling out an inquiry. So I think getting a little bit romantic with the process is key, it's vital. What Digital marketing now is, and in, in particular, even SEO like within that whole umbrella is you know, it's just more than just, oh let's create content, let's just update meta tags. It's it's, it's getting the attention from the brand and then getting them to sort of think that your brand is the only solution for them because they found out what they want. You've engaged with them. You've answered their questions at an appropriate time. Then the next connection is, can we make a sale? Can we make a deal? Whatever the case may be. Maybe they're filling out. Maybe they're buying something through the website. you know, Walking into your bricks and mortar. Whatever it is. Whatever that looks like for you. But start getting a little bit romantic about what the brand and what brand you, uh, you're you working for. What does it represent? And it, does the website speak the language? Does the website parallel the experience even before you've dealt with that customer then they will understand once they've already dealt with you? Because things can go bad if, if it goes, yes, they love, it looks great, then they get the experience and it's not so great, right? That can cause a lot of bad reviews because you've got their oceans up, then you fail to deliver. But if it's a matter of you will deliver on their expectations, it's just getting them over that line and that seems to be the problems that most of my clients have. We'll get people on the website. They may even convert, but they don't always turn into a sale they haven't made a touch point where they fall in love with the brand. And it's hard to do. But if we're not even thinking about it as digital marketers, as business owners, as marketers in general, anyone that's interested in the topic, if we're not even thinking about this in 2020, in, in particular SEOs, you're going to be left behind. This is where, and what SEO is going to, me- what Google in is going, particularly going to measure is did the website at the end of the day If more people are clicking on a brand that they've seen on social media, that's only ranking third with their conventional algorithm, or even fifth, but more people are clicking on that listing than first, they're just going to bump it up. makes sense. If I was Google, I'd be doing that. Because what Google cares most about is what is going to deliver the best experience for for my customer, for my clients. So that's what Google cares about. And they're gonna want to learn more about you so they can deliver that. Because if they don't deliver on that, then they lose market share. Because people go somewhere else. You know how many times I can't find what I'm looking for on Google and I go to Bing? I used to do that all the time when I was going to involve multiple mediums of digital marketing to rank big brands now they have people want to click on the big brands or the brands they they they're aware of and they know and they trust well it's the seven time rule man the more times they see you, the more time the, the, the likely you are to to improve their, their experience with you is already a one-up because they've seen you multiple times So then the process I've just talked about, it becomes easier. Because they will probably spend a little bit longer on your website to find what they want. They will make it, they will go and want to convert more likely. They will want to at least make a touch point. And that's the key thing when it comes to digital. I believe is experience, the value, and the engagement. I think that's where it's at. Demonstrating the value, demonstrating the experience, demonstrating that you're going to, to to get back to them and provide that engagement as soon as they want. As soon as they, they notify you, bang, the, you, the brand's responding. Thanks a lot, guys. I'm Andrew i right, Please visit www.omegadigital.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. Please share this around. Please ask comments. Please email me at andrewatomegadigital.com.au. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Even if it's negative, I still want to hear them. Make a touch point today and contact us. Thanks so much guys, have a great day.